0: What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Box and Wine. And we got uh, quite a few headlines to sh- uh, highlight since our last episode, so let's get things started. So, since uh, the Brooklyn Nets debuted their big three with KD, Kyrie, and James Harden, they played the Cavs twice on the road and they lost twice, both of them. It's a disappointment. I mean, like I, like we mentioned before, like pretty much like all the speculation with the Nets team, like you can have like, the most talented offensive guys, but it's always about the defense, you know, gotta get the defense in, and you can't, like, Connor Sexton like, go score, like, forty, go off 40, 40, 30, like, shooting 22, he wife, like, 22 in, like, fourth quarter in overtime, like, okay. you just cannot allow that to happen, bro. But, hopefully, hopefully things will turn around for the Brooklyn Nets, like, they're, like, 26 defensive okay. rating, like, out, like, allowing, like, 116, 17 points, like, Especially if a lot of like great offensive teams uh, come playoff time, they, they got to make those adjustments,
1: 100 percent. Next up we have uh, you know, LeBron going off from 3 point landing, dropped 46 against the Cavs. Whoever uh, the Dupos in the Cavs went off a good job for motivating LeBron, he dropped 21 Man, at the fire. It's a field of fire for James, you know, he, he always loves that, always loves that, always Eight. speeds off that energy. He scored more than the Cavs scored in the fourth quarter. So the Cavs scored 14, 19 in the fourth quarter. Marron dropped 21 by himself. On the way to scoring 46 points. So for all of you that think he's watched, yeah, think again, bro. He's playing at an MVP level. Um, not to speak about his three-point shooting percentage. You know, people said, oh, he wouldn't survive because he doesn't have a three-point shot. Uh, he's shooting 41% from three this season, which is supposed to be the highest of his career. So he's been, uh, been able to adapt his game to the current situation. And Lakers... They should they should repeat 100%. I mean, if you got LeBron
0: shooting like this kind of consistency, like especially he's shooting, he's like shooting a much higher volume than threes. Like he's got like 7-11 from three during that game. Like if he puts up like shooting about six, seven threes at least, making like three or four, like this this yeah. team is gonna be dangerous in the playoffs. I
1: agree.
0: All right, speaking of three point shooting, the marksman himself, the god of three pointers, Steph Curry. <laughs> uh, he's passed Reggie Miller for second all time on threes uh congrats to him I mean like what can you say this man has like revolutionized the three point shooting he's pretty much making the league into like a three uh three heavy shooting team shooting league uh good on for him Ray Allen's up next forty
1: top all time three point shooting team I mean I always saw that step danced on Anthony Edwards the number one overall pick and he made him look like he was ballet dancing like you know instead still got it. He's still the man on the Warriors, and he's I think the only one that's really propelling them to you know where they are right now. But uh, something that I don't like is the Lakers lost two straight games on the road, one to the lovely Pistons and second to the Cavs, right? Uh, no, I think that first was the Sixers. That one, oh, the that Sixers. One, I mean that was a pretty competitive game,
0: but like they were down pretty much all the entire game until they uh, came up. They came on a good run, uh, but unfortunately Tobias Harris. Yeah, ice you game. know ice the game That's uh first game loss game. of the f- first loss on the road and then fall that with a another pretty much rough loss against the pistons as well but albeit they didn't have anthony davis
1: mm-hmm. Also, the Pistons—they're trash. You know, they have nothing to play for, so you might as well play hard every night. LeBron was like, you know, taking it easy because you know it's like a back-to-back and they're on like a seven-game road trip, so you know, it's okay, everybody. Don't I mean, like, he had, had a pretty, he had a pretty solid start. He was solid, like what seven-seven from
0: the field, mm-hmm. uh, but it kind of trickled down. But you know, nothing nothing to worry about. Like you know, like LeBron's always focused on the end result. as always winning championships. So the pro- he's a, it's a you know we all can say like the NBA season. It's always like a marathon, not a sprint, as we all know. So nothing like nothing to overreact much like the lakers are definitely gonna like regroup together once everyone's healthy and all that should be like pretty much doing what they do best in the league so that's pretty much like some of the main headlines we've got throughout the league so now let's get on for our episode our main topic we're discussing the surprises and disappointments so far this season we played about like what like 20 games so far so it's kind of pretty interesting to see what's been happening around the league and so um, some are one of our main surprises so far, and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty delighted to see uh, Cavs guard Con Sexton. He's uh, absolutely playing out of his mind for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, he started off in his rookie season racking about 20, 21 points, and that just ballooned to 25. And he's been putting up a lot of great numbers. If you saw from the Nets uh, scoring 42 uh, on on the big three, like <laughs> I mean. Like ever since like Sexton beat those, uh, the Cavs beat the Nets twice. Like many people saying that the Big Three's father, Colin Sexton. I mean,
1: <laughs> 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 has such a great taste, for them. Yeah, Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, best duo in the league, Sextland. Sextland for the future. I mean, Cavs are like, pretty, like
0: they're pretty on pace. Like, like once you get those guards like developed into like really good players, I think like you know the post post LeBron Cavs era, like it's, it's still pretty bright. I like it.
1: Yeah, I really like their. Name in the draft, Isaac Okoro, excellent 3 D prospect, will fit well alongside his two guards, so, you know, perhaps have a bright future, you know, they're not done yet. Okay, next up on the surprises, Jeremiah Grant from uh, Detroit Pistons, you know, everyone was calling him for leaving the Denver Nuggets, they're like, oh, why are you going to a non-playoff contending team, a, play- a team that's rebuilding but not rebuilding at the same time, but, he was promised a bigger offensive role. and I mean, he stepped into the role excellently. You know, he's the number one option, averaging 24.4 points a game. They just beat the the Lakers, and he's been a consistent source of points. And I'm I'm glad to see where his career has gone. You know, he was, like, a very excellent role player with the Thunder, and then he went to Denver, and now he's with Detroit. So, you know, he he's turning a lot of heads, and, you know, hopefully he makes an all-star game this season, but he's been playing lights out. and I'm really, yeah, really huge
0: fan of, like, he's elevating his role into, like, pretty much like your primary score for a team and like it really shows he's pretty much doubling his scoring output uh compared to Denver nuggets last season like that's pretty amazing uh for his scoring abilities and pretty much like he's just uh improving a lot of his games into his scoring ability which really shows uh for this season and lastly um i think not many like see much about the indiana pacers like like yeah, they don't like that much nationally televised games, but like when you see them, like they're like pretty solid team, and uh, one of the main players is Malcolm Brogdon, uh, absolutely uh, really improving a lot of his games, well averaging from 17 to currently around 23 points this season, and he's put in, like huge like huge numbers like so far, and like he also has like a really uh, he has a clutch gene himself, like uh, making like huge timely clutch shots uh, throughout the season, and I mean he's like really ele- like a lot of these players like we've seen so far like just
1: really elevating. Like pretty much all aspects of their game. I agree. I mean, people don't really think about the Pacers because you know they're a small market team, but they have a very balanced attack. You know, because they have Sabonis bonus, the Turner. And, you know, I think Brogden's an excellent fit, and you know he's going to have to take a more of an offensive role <laughs> since Caris LeVert's out with his like, little surgery. So you know we're going to see him step into an even bigger role. And like, you know he's he's been proving the doubters wrong. You know the Bucks shouldn't have let him gone. They need him <laughs> more than ever. I honestly think that now, that. that-
0: uh, letting Brogdon go is probably one of the biggest mistakes that the Bucs made so far, but I think it compensated with getting Drew Holiday. Um, but I think, like, last season, I think if they had Brogdon, who was, like, a really good, like, they needed a playmaker, clearly the Bucs needed. Um, they actually could possibly make a pretty good run instead of a second-round exit to the Miami Heat, which was <laughs> still a meme to this day, but, uh, yeah, Brogdon lost to the Bucks. So it was a very timely, uh,
1: very critical mistake. Speaking of uh, you know, y'all from of New York, so you know I gotta represent my Knicks. Hey, hey, we're eighth in the East right now. We're eight and eleven. You know, don't count us out yet. We're a top three defensive team, thanks to Coach Tom Thibodeau. We're first in points allowed and first in opponent field goal percentage allowed. And not to mention Julius Randle is taking big strides in terms of becoming more of a facilitator. I think he's putting up twenty-three, eight, and six or something like that. And you know. The Jets, I don't know the Jets, what I'm saying, the Knicks. The Knicks have been doing, you know, an excellent job so far. And people may say it's a fluke, but, you know, maybe, maybe they'll fight in for that eighth seed. Who knows, you know, bring relevance back to New York, so. And,
0: like, this is pretty impressive, given that it took ni- it took them 19 games to win eight, whereas last season they needed 32 games. Like, phew, that's pretty uh, pretty spectacular on how Knicks improved a lot. Uh, that's depending on how, if, t- if Coach Tibbetts was willing to... Um, probably like lay off the minutes on the starters but like you're pretty much like giving them like 41 42 minutes a night uh we'll see how that thing lasts uh, for the entirety of the season and another decent surprise i mean uh the utah jazz at the moment they're top of the nba they've won like 10 straight oh, yeah, um like 14-4 really on top of the link and like yeah um what can we say i mean like the, the utah jazz are pretty much like we all know like almost kind of like the middle ground like they're like they're certainly a playoff team but we don't really say like they're like a championship contender but you know rudy gobert uh so excuse me rudy gobert sorry about that um uh really like really kind of proving the doubters like hey like i'm not like i maybe i might deserve having that too like many questions like that 200 million dollar concert especially for shaquille o'neal um really <laughs> trashing him like saying he like hey i could average like 11 and 14 foul on three quarters and still give you 2200 million like <laughs> Well, I mean, he put up like a 30 20 um, his previous game with like three steals, three blocks. Like, that's pretty much like what big men are like really capable of doing, like getting good stuff on the down the block and really getting like stuff on the defensive end. Like, good, good part of him. Maybe like, I, I still don't think like that 200 million is like pretty much worth it. I say, I think maybe like, I don't know, 120, 140, 150 is somewhere around that range. But hey, he's putting up really good number
1: so far. I feel like Jazz are one of those really boring teams, but they, like, know how to, win. you know, they have, like, an excellent supporting cast, you know, Donovan Mitchell, Jordan Clarkson, um, uh, oh, Clarkson's right.
0: balling, Clarkson's balling, like, he's putting, like, he's seven. He's, he's, like, a 21-22 point scorer, like, off the bench, like, whew. That's man's crazy it's balanced
1: with Quinn Snyder and all the coaches group well and that's why they've been relevant in the playoffs for so long despite being in a lower Western conference so you know I doubt the Jazz will stay atop here you know I got my, my Lakers up at number one but they've been doing really well and they're really hot so let's see how long it continues for alright so that is most of our,
0: the surprises that we've highlighted um, so far this M season now it's on to some of the disappointments we've been noticing this season and I think one of the things that we should uh, mention is that the Dallas Mavericks, uh with led by the one only like Luka Doncic, they're currently eight and ten in the West. That is twelfth in the Western Conference. Um oh. I mean like we given like how like the mass like really like showed like last season and how Luka Doncic's happened it's just really meteoric Rise to stardom, like we had the expectation, like they're going to be one of like the top contenders in the Western Conference, and so far, like through these 18 games, like it's we're just not seeing like a lot of that, you know. Like I mean, like Luca's putting like huge numbers, like on, like triple doubles in and out, but like they just really just not, couldn't be able to finish up to finish the game.
1: Yeah, with the Mavs, I think their biggest issue is defense. You know, when Porzingis is not on the floor, and you know he's dealt with his share of injuries. A lot of the pressure is placed upon Luca, and while like he has like somewhat of a supporting cast, it's I think he needs like another star alongside him or another like quality person that can take some of the offensive burden for the Mavs to finally push up into like where they're supposed to be. You know, I had them at I think four or five on my uh, predictions in the West like when we like when the season first started, and uh, yeah, they're they're really giving me a run for my money, so I'm not not feeling it right now. Hopefully
0: like, they they can be able to turn things around. Um, but you know, this is not like not what we expect on a um, mass team, like having Luka Doncic like really elevating like every part of his game and uh Tim Hardaway Junior pretty much like a really good scorer, but like he sometimes has like really cold teams as well. So like it's all about the, having like consistency pretty much for all of their scorers scores night in, night out. So we'll see how things turn
1: out the rest of the season. I think, like, the next biggest surprise is definitely the Wizards. I don't think anybody expected them being the worst in the NBA at 3-11. and 11, You know, after they traded for, you know, Russell Westbrook and, you know, they Bradley Beal, who's was, like, an emerging talent. And they picked up Denny Opti on the draft. They more last year than they Thomas, Thomas
0: Bryant. Thomas Bryant. Like, that, like, that's a pretty solid team, like, on paper. Like, many people rave that, like, Beal and Westbrook are probably, like, the top top backcourt in the Eastern Conference. Probably, if not, maybe in the NBA. But, like, 3-11, and 11, like... Of course, like they were like having a litany of injuries, and obviously the like, the having like, protocols for COVID nineteen and all that. But like when they play, like there's just like not much like defensive effort, especially like they're the worst in the defense defensive rating any NBA averaging. Like they allow about 121 points.
1: Like, like yeah. that's not good. Anyone can score on them at this point. Hey, here's my big take: Bradley Beal will be traded before the trade deadline. That's all I'm gonna say.
0: You might be probably right on that. I mean, you, you pretty much predicted that James Harden was going to be, like, traded before a trade deadline, and look what happened, pretty much, the next, literally, the next day. You know, like, honestly, I think, like, this podcast, every time when we, like, upload something, there's always something big happening, you know? Maybe we should rename boxing him to, like, the night before or something. I don't know, like, something, something big happens, like, every time we upload a new episode. But, uh, yeah, honestly, possibly, like, Bradley Beal could be on the trading block. Um like it's unfortunate that Bradley Beal like is his amazing offensive abilities, um, really ca- really carrying the wizards behind his back, but there's really nothing no support for him. I think like there's one stat like he scores forty points plus a game and yet they lose ten straight. Like ten straight every time when Bradley scores forty I And mean, he's averaging like thirty-five like
1: leading
0: scoring League score in the NBA, and yet they're the worst in the NBA. Uh that's just something tells me that he's gotta get out. Like he just never see it. Oh wait, like there's that one time when um you know like we said we mentioned that uh obviously their defensive uh liabilities is really showing it like Bradley Beale said, like, commented, like, we can't even guard a parked car. <laughs> like <laughs> no, no. it 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 really just shows like how the importance of their def like how defense is important in the the NBA and like when you can't play defense, you pretty much cannot win no matter how many points you scored. <clears throat> the Nets, especially. Alright, so Another disappointment, I wouldn't say, like, necessarily it's a disappointment, but, like, but I think, like, they're kind of, like, resurging back. The Toronto Raptors, um, beginning the season, they're, like, starting, like, really bad, like, for, like, 1-6 yeah. or something That's around something. that. Um, and pretty much, like, roots back to, like, as mentioned before, like, defense. Um, but, I mean, they're currently 7-11, and 11, which is good for, um, like, 11th, 11th in the East. I mean, like, Still, like, trying to fight for like, maybe a, probably at least a playing spot, but um, Pascal Siakam, Kyle Lowry, they're back in, and um, Chris Boucher, especially, like, man, he's, like, putting up huge, huge splits, um, like, putting up huge numbers, points and rebounds and blocks and all that. Um Hopefully, um things turn around for them. Like, they're certainly trying in the right direction, but, like, I think, like, at the time, like, they were certainly underwhelming, given, like, coming off a championship two years ago and, like, still maintain the core despite the loss of Kawhi Leonard,
1: um, so hopefully things can uh, continue on for them. For the Rappers, I'm really excited about and Ananobi, not only because like he's my fantasy team, but I feel like he can be a really solid 3-and-B player right now. I mean, like the recent game, he like dropped 30 the other night, so you know, he's been a bright spot for a team that's been typically underperforming, but I have a feeling Nick Nurse is cooking up something and they'll be at least to the 8th spot, that, that, that's my prediction. But next up uh, is your, your two-time MVP Defensive Player of the Year, Giannis Cupbo shooting Giannis 58, 58% from the free-throw line. Oh, what is this? You can't be a superstar when you make 59-58% of your free throws, I mean. That
0: just, just should not happen. I mean, like, the first game of the season, they were playing against the Celtics, and they were down two after that. Tatum made that, in, like, insane bank shot three. Um, like, Giannis was, Giannis was fouled off the ball, and... He had two free throws. So he like, he could tie this. Like, he made the first one. That's like, pretty good. But like he just broke the second one. Like I, I I get it that like it's in the clutch moment. Like it's he got it's up for the tie. But you know that just shows like he's he kind of lacks that clutch gene. And this is just just like really surprising. Like he's shooting worse each year. Probably I think like Drake um <laughs> Drake's probably in his mind, uh probably throughout the these past years. Like I remember like in the Eastern Conference Finals when they were playing against Toronto. Um Like Drake has just been like, <laughs> pretty much like you're, you're pretty much like yeah, literally like, getting his head rent free. Uh, <laughs> especially um like if I remember correctly like, like in 2018 like Giannis was shooting around 79, 80 percent like which is like really good. That's like really good for him. But like he's plummeted 20 percent points, 20 percentage points of 59, 58. Like there there must there has to be something wrong. Like. It it might be probably because like, I don't know, maybe like the the book shooting coach, like probably like, utilizing his mechanics wrong, like probably changing everything. But um, you know, his free throw free throw shooting is certainly a liability of his game. Like he like yes, we know that like he's like a really probably the most athletic, most dominant force when it comes to like in a running game, but when it comes to like, shooting, like you gotta you gotta knock those shots down. Especially when it comes to in the playoff time when they're like huge moments, like it can like swing one direction, like one missed free throw could like pretty much like swing the odds in the other team's favor. Like those those points, there's like they're free throws, right? They're yeah. free points, you know. Exactly. They don't they don't call them free throws for a reason. So like Arden. hopefully once he gets his, hopefully gets his free throw shooting up back, but at the moment like it's just not looking good for
1: him. Harden was right. All he does is run right a dunk. He slowed him down in the playoffs. see. You figure out the color and how to stop the Stop Giannis, the whole team falls apart. Yeah, I mean, you know, Harden might be right on that
0: part. You know, like you just, he just he just pretty much has a flat set on his back. Like he just he once he like gets other skill sets in, especially shooting. Like people keep saying like once if Giannis has a shot, like he's punch unstoppable. Which I do agree, agree on that. Like, but. It's, it's, he's like he's having incremental improvements especially with his three pointers he's shooting like what 31-32% from three which is pretty good but that's just it's just not enough alright so another disappointment we've been seeing uh, throughout the season Russell Westbrook of the Wizards <laughs> I mean <laughs> yeah um, I mean like his acquisition with the Wizards I mean like he he has this is his opportunity pretty much like being the ball dominant point guard that he would he like was back in the Oklahoma City Thunder, and just so far he's just not been like I said like for many uh, for many fans like he's been like really underwhelming um, throughout
1: the season. Like, what do you think? I mean, yeah, I agree, but I don't think the blame is fully on him. Like, I don't think like he's like the reason why they're doing so bad, but he is kind of a part of the problem. I mean, he's been dealing with injuries, you know, squad injuries, have been bothering it But I feel like the Wizards have too many problems on defense. They don't have the right personnel and. This looks like a, a mission that's going to go overboard. Yeah, I definitely agree on that. Like, certainly, like it's not like Westbrook's fault in
0: terms of, like, uh, like he's like shooting liabilities and all that. Like, definitely the team's defense as a whole is like a, pretty much the only big problem. Um, but I think like we just like not seeing like much of like in terms like the explosiveness and like the nuclear athleticism that many people rave for Westbrook. And like of course like his injuries are really taking like a toll on him uh, these past
1: few years. Um, Lastly, we have the New Orleans Pelicans. And, you know, I feel bad because you know they have such a nice young crew with Lonzo Ball, Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram. It's just standing he's using them Like, why are you turning Lonzo into a spot-up shooter? Eric Bloods was not a good fit in the backcourt. They have too many people clogging up the paint. Uh, I don't even know what else to say.
0: There's just like a so many problems uh, in that Pelicans. I mean, I, like I question big time, like, why did the Pelicans hire Sam Van Gunny? Like, me, I mean, like, Sam's, like, really, like, a defensive-minded, like, really uh, more of a half-court stagnant offensive guy, offensive guy, and, like, if we have, like, a cor- young core, like the New Orleans Pelicans, you just pretty much gotta expect it to have, like, one of the highest pace in the league, and they're, pro- they're the slowest uh, in terms of pace in the league right now, and it's just a huge disappointment, like, how, like, these guys, they're, like, you're they're, they're all talented individuals, and, like, it's just, like, the mismanagement of and how they're utilized uh, poorly from their coaching staff. It just like really shows like the,
1: um, the Pelicans right now that's said so far this season. Yeah, coaching does matter. You know, when you have Zion Williamson and Lonzo Ball, why are you guys playing at the slowest pace in the NBA? You know, where Lonzo's the most dangerous when he's in transition, you know, finding people for downs, Where's Zion most dangerous when he's going up for And You're playing with a half-court stagnant offense, and that, that's why you're losing so many games. Just, you need to know, you know your...
0: Team. i mean like honestly i think like lonzo is probably one of the best like passers in, like in a transition game i mean like him and Lamelo ball like like they've been just like giving half like th- three quarters court passes like like as if like during the nfl like all those all those dimes and all that like i, I have a feeling like some teams some nfl teams could use like the arm strength of those guys of the ball brothers but yeah as face mentioned like the, the management like how the coaches use their players like it really shows like for example like Doc Rivers on the 76ers fan like he's pretty much like using Embiid correctly as like a seven foot seven foot big like really um working down the paint like being a man amongst boys like he's putting up like monster numbers um, throughout the season um and I'm pretty th- I think like Doc is like really like putting him in the right place uh for his career like I think like it's fair to say like he's at this moment like, he's probably the uh, the MVP choice uh as of now like in the past few games he's averaging like 33 34 points 15 yeah. rebounds like no. three blocks like that's that's absolute dominance and that's what pretty much what we uh MB should be able to is capable of doing and like when used correctly hey he's he can get the job done and pretty much like that's one of the main contributing contributing factors like, like the 76ers they're top in the east at 13 and six. And, you know, probably he might, MB could probably take the crown from Giannis as, like, the, nice the premier big man uh, in the NBA. Like, I think, like, he's pretty much, he's, like, his, uh, he doesn't have as much athleticism as Giannis, but, like, the shooting and, like, the skills and the pain, like, pretty much, like, outweighs all those things. And I think, like, yeah, MB is probably, like, the premier big man as of uh, currently
1: in the uh, NBA. 100%. I mean, he impacts <laughs> winning more than Giannis, so... You know, hopefully the 76ers. I called them to be a top two seed. They're following my prediction, so let's see how that goes along the way.
0: I, I like to see it play out. I, I'm, you
1: know, I, I like I like chances so
0: far. I mean, like if when Ben Simmons like really um, does his thing, like if putting up like uh, really uh, good playmaking and like getting uh, the assists and the steals and blocks and all that, like, and be putting up like huge numbers, thirty like 30-15 and all that, like they scary. could scary Pretty team. Scary. And with their acquisition, like, Steph Curry, I think, like, Steph Curry is a severely oh. underrated, underrated shooter. Like, I pull up from 30. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, what can we say? Like, the Curry brothers and all that, like, you know, premier, premier shooters. And, like, Curry,
1: Steph Curry is, like, really showing that right now for the 76ers. All right. Well, that's all we have for you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll be in uh, next week with some more Fresh So Clean Clean content. <laughs> All right, thanks you everyone. This is the Box One signing out.